In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's a very clear command from St. Paul. There's not a whole lot of to-dos listed here. You confess and you believe and you shall be saved. I've often heard the contention that justification by grace through faith is one of the greatest sticking points for some who do not believe. We Christians, especially Lutherans, emphasize this reality of the Bible that is laid out throughout Scripture. We call it central to our faith. We agree with Scripture that you cannot be saved by works, but you must be saved by grace through faith. I believe that one of the reasons that outsiders push back against this idea that faith saves you is the thought that faith is too easy and out. These folks that struggle with this recognize how wicked humanity is and it just seems a little too convenient that all you have to do is say the word and you're forgiven. Anyone can confess that Jesus is Lord. Well, maybe not anyone can believe that in their heart, but... Since we can't judge a person's heart, this really becomes quite the dilemma for somebody who wants to judge another person. And so this whole thing of being saved by faith really is a struggle because we cannot know for sure, at least for the other person. More than that, it seems a little cheap for someone to perpetually sin over and over again simply to have to say, I'm sorry... And I believe and get off the hook. You and I cannot judge faith. And if faith is merely expressed by confessing Jesus is Lord, well, it seems like anyone could do it in very unjust ways. It's too easy to the point that God seems truly unjust. But our scripture lessons today don't teach us about an easy faith at all. Instead, what is conveyed throughout scripture is a faith that is complex, messy, deeply personal and communal. In short, faith is anything but easy. Did you notice how God responded to Job in our Old Testament lesson? If you guys aren't familiar with the story of Job, in short, Job is a faithful man of God. And he is going through an awful time. He was blessed by God with an abundance, with a beautiful family. Satan took it all away in attempts to destroy his faith. And in the midst of the wreckage of his life, 
He's struggling to understand exactly what's going on, where he went wrong. He understands that he's certainly deserving of it. He knows he's not perfect, but he's still wondering where God is in the midst of all of this. He has no family to rely on. His friends are of marginal help at best. Job is faced with a great tragedy and great despair. And I think in the easy vein, we would think that God would just respond to Job with sweet consolation and just cover him over with abundant love and surround him with support. But instead, we get this response in our Old Testament. Kind of a a quick wit of the Lord coming at Job, asking him, were you there that when I laid the foundations of the earth? Who are you to question me, Job? All to one of his faithful servants. God answers Job's questions of his power and his righteousness by asking question after question. Don't you know that I am in control? Don't you see that I can judge the faith of a a person's heart? Don't you believe that I can figure all of this out and righteousness will come through in the end? God created everything without the help of man. He doesn't need man to correct his way of salvation. He doesn't need Job to try to figure out exactly why everything is going on. Instead, He wants Job to understand that man is utterly dependent on God in ways so fundamental we fail to notice. Still, when God comes to Job in this storm of words, you can tell that he's not mad. Nor does he squash Job for his ignorance. God doesn't allow Job, who is sinking in the storm, to go down below. Instead, God holds Job's hand and brings him into a deeper relationship of trust with him. A faith that believes, even in the worst circumstances, God is still in control. And he will be my only source of salvation. We have another storm that takes place in our readings today. In our gospel lesson, the disciples are tossed about in the boat on the Sea of Galilee. They fearfully see Jesus walking in the midst of the storm. They think that Jesus is some type of ghost at some time between 3 a.m. and 6 p.m. Or 6 a.m., excuse me. And so it's the the wee hours of the morning, the, the middle of the night, they're probably delirious. And I mean, how else would you respond to seeing somebody walking on water? They think he's a ghost. Even though they just witnessed Jesus feeding 5,000 men plus women and children with just two fish and five loaves, their reaction to seeing Jesus is not thankfulness for his coming salvation, but fear because he's acting in a way that they didn't expect. 
They see him with their own eyes, but they can't figure out what's happening. Their faith was pretty feeble when Jesus asked them to have the people sit down to eat. Their faith looked even worse when they were crying in the boat as Jesus approached them. Even Peter, after hearing Jesus say, Take heart, it is I, do not fear, still questions Jesus. Did you notice that? If it is you, Lord, tell me to come. We often hear this preached as some type of act of faith of Peter, that we need to step out of the boat in faith like Peter. Peter stepped out in doubt. Peter was acting foolishly like he often does. Jesus told him, do not be afraid, it is I, and he still questioned. When Peter stepped out of the boat, he actually walked on water too, all the way up face to face with Jesus. And you would think, if you were face to face with Jesus, and he was having you walk on water, your faith would be strong and secure. I'm sure there are times when you are in your doubts through the struggles that you've faced in life and you've thought, if only I was face to face. But the reality is, faith is, is not easy. And Peter, face to face with Jesus, looks to the side and sees the wind and the waves and he realizes, this, this is impossible. And he starts sinking. And he says, Lord, save me. And, and just as God did not crush Job in the storm, Jesus reached out his hand to Peter in the storm and saved him. He picked him up and carried him to the boat. And they both got in and the whole storm stopped. It's clear in this event that faith is not easy, nor is it something that we can generate with experience. All the miracles the disciples experienced did not grow into some greater unshakable faith. All the beautiful teachings that they heard from Jesus' mouth Job, interacting with God directly, still struggled in faith along with Peter and the disciples and all of us disciples who hear God's word on a regular basis and still struggle in our faith. Along with Job and all who have faith, we must recognize that there is nothing easy about faith. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's nothing really easy about what God is teaching us today. If we're honest, our sin deserves punishment. I know there are times when I look in the mirror and realize I don't deserve what I have, and I'm just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Honestly, our sin ultimately deserves death. When we question God, we, like Job, ought to be humbled. When we doubt, like Peter, 
we ought to sink. We are not worthy of being called Christians. Our confession might be quick, but our hearts are slow. Our actions often appear as unholy as they do holy. If our faith were based on works, who could stand? But Jesus is not a ghost walking in the storms of life. Jesus is true God and true man. He was born into this broken world and took on flesh to hold our hand and walk with us in the midst of the storms that we face. More than that, he has been lifted up for our transgressions. God comes to us in the cross like a storm that does not destroy Instead, he takes on the full punishment upon himself that you and I might see his power to save. In the waters of baptism, our old sinful nature sinks to death while Jesus raises us out to safety in faith. This is the boat that he places us in. One of trust that is beyond reason. One of trust that can only be nourished one way. It is always sustained by God himself. And it is not easy to have faith in Jesus. But our source of faith is clear. Listen once more to St. Paul. Faith comes from hearing. And hearing through the word of Christ. It begins, it is sustained, and it ends with Christ. His death, resurrection, and ascension for you. Amen.